Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, welcome to Calvary Church Online. We're so glad that you've been spending this time with us. I hope you've enjoyed service. I love our teams. I love our worship team. I love every single person that makes Calvary Church what it is. And I really hope that you've enjoyed it. We've been praying for you. We love you so much and we're glad that you're with us today. Hey, remember, if you're new, let us know. If you want to connect with us, we would love to get to know you. Hey, as a church, we just finished a series through the book of Daniel, the Old Testament book of Daniel. Uh, We broke it apart into four different sections, and we did four weeks on the book of Daniel. And I think it was absolutely valuable for our lives. We learned so much from it, especially in the times that we are living in. If you didn't see it, you can go back on our YouTube channel, check it out. I think it's going to help you out. And I'm excited because today we're starting a brand new series of conversations, and we're calling this series Mastermind. Mastermind. A healthy mind, a healthy mind life. We think it's absolutely valuable. We've learned that a church is not a building. That's what we've learned. It's a body. And I hope this pandemic has showed us it's not about a building. It's about a body. And as a body, Calvary Church, we believe that mental health awareness is absolutely important. In fact, the month of May is the month of mental health awareness. And we want to create a platform where we can all talk about it, discuss it, and where we can get better about it. So the next couple of weeks, I think, are going to be so beneficial for our lives as we talk about mental health. And I think we're going to get better. It really it really does affect all of us, and we got to learn how to navigate it, how to deal with it. And today, if you're going through anything, any kind of challenge in your mental health, I believe this is for you. It's for all of us. We are going to see what the Bible has to say about it. We're going to learn together. I'm going to talk about it on Sundays, and then we'll discuss it Monday through Saturday in our connect groups. Make sure you're in a connect group. It's going be vital for these discussions. We're going to talk about it, how it deals with our everyday single life. And so I'm excited about it. Let's see what the Bible says about it. And in Jesus' name, we will get better. So I want you to turn to your Bibles right there where you're at. Go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Come on, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Come on, let us know where you're watching from in the chats. Let us know where you're watching from, either in our city or around the world. We're glad that you are with us. If you're quarantining with family or friends, look over at them. Tell them that they look good today. Come on, smile at somebody. I love jumping on the chats and seeing so many people from different places all talking to one another. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. This is the second letter that Paul is writing to a church in Corinth. And uh, in the 10th chapter, he says these few things that I think are going to help us out so much. Beginning in verse 3, Paul says this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power, supernatural power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Oh, Paul, he gives us such incredible keys right there in 2 Corinthians. And that, that, those couple of verses are gonna, they're gonna serve as kind of the foundation for this series called 
Mastermind. We're going to talk about it today. I can't wait to get into it. Today, I want to talk to you from this title. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. Come on, why don't you put that on the, on the text, put that on the chat. I'm changing my mind. We're going to pray. I'm going to talk about this for a little bit, and then I believe we're going to have a rest of the day that's going to be amazing, and God's going to go before us. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you for this time together as a church family across different homes, locations, wherever people are watching. We are connected as one body. God, speak to us today. Help us when it comes to our mental health. God, I believe that we're going to find healing and wholeness in you in Jesus' name. Thank you for loving people like us. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen and amen. Hey, um, we're entering now into our 10th week of quarantine. 10 weeks now, it's passed, it's been absolutely crazy. And as many of you know, we've all been at home and after some time, we've been trying to get creative with what else to do, right? There's only so much that you can work from home and do so much, you need some downtime. So me and Diana recently, we decided to buy an inflatable pool. We have a, a townhouse with a small backyard. And so we decided to buy one of these above the ground pools. And uh, when we bought the pool, it came, I set it up, built it up, filled it up, and it came with a filter system. This filter system that you're supposed to build and attach to the pool. But I said, ah, I don't think we're gonna need that. I'll just empty it out and fill it up every time we wanna get in. I'm not going to build the filter system. I don't do Ikea tables. I'm not gonna do this filter system and go through this whole building process. What I didn't realize was how fast this water was going to get dirty, especially when you have a seventh month old puppy jumping into that pool every time he can. And so the pool got absolutely filthy after some times. And so I just had to figure it out and I had to say, okay, I gotta build this filter system. And after a while, I put the whole filter system together. I built it. You're welcome, Diana. And I attached it to the pool and I finally you know, figured out, okay, we need a clean pool at all times. And it does it on its own. And it made me think, just like a pool with no filter is a pool that gets filthy, a mind with no filter is a mind that becomes unhealthy. A mind with no filter is a mind that becomes unhealthy. We need to care for our mind. We need to make sure that the well-being of our mind is well. We need to look after our mind. How are we taking care of our mind? I think our world in recent years has looked after physical fitness and our well-being physically, from diet to nutrition, how we live, how we eat. But how much time do we invest in caring for the mind? How much time do we invest in really making sure that our emotional health and mental health are in a good place? Because this is the absolute truth. You can't, it is impossible to live a healthy life without a healthy mind. It's impossible to live a healthy life with out a healthy mind. Is your mind healthy? Is it unhealthy? Is it healthy? Are we looking after it? How is our mind? Because our mind and our, its well-being, it affects so many areas of our life. How we talk to one another, how we relate to one another, how we deal and cope with life situations, our mind and our mental health, it does so much to our everyday single type of life. So how, how do we deal with it? And just like physical illness, it affects every single one of us. In fact, I found these statistics and I want to show you some of them. It says this, I found these three. It said one in four people will experience a mental health problem at some point in their life. Another one said that one in 10 young people will experience a significant mental health problem. And the last one was that nine out of 10 people with mental health challenges will experience stigma and discrimination. And I think as a church that is on 
acceptable. We need to change our mind about mental health. When somebody's going through a mental health challenge or issue, and it probably will affect all of us at some point in our life, we, we got to realize that it's not a result of disobedience or lack of faith or sin. Somebody who's going through a mental health challenge does not need us to say, hey, you need to pray more. Hey, you, you need to read more. Hey, you're not trusting God enough. No, the mind, it's open and susceptible to so many challenges and problems. We need to realize it can affect all of us. The late great preacher in the 1800s, Charles Spurgeon, the preacher of preachers, the prince of preachers, he said this about the mind. He said this, the mind can descend far lower than the body, for in there there are bottomless pits. The flesh can bear only a certain number of wounds and no more, but the soul can bleed in 10,000 ways and die over and over again each hour. The mind, it's absolutely powerful and we should take care of it. And so as a community, we need to create a safe place where we can all come around one another, help one another, walk beside one another and say, hey, we're in this together. Today, if you're struggling with mental health, Today, if you're dealing with anxiety, depression, even suicidal thoughts, I want to tell you that you are cared for, you are valued, you are loved. There's a father in heaven who loves you so, so much. He cares for you. He sees you. He loves you so much. And I want to tell you that suicide is not the answer. In fact, I'll say this. Suicide is a permanent and irreversible attempt for a temporary problem. I want to tell you today, you don't have to die to end your pain. In fact, we're going to put up a number, and I would love for you to call this number. There are professionals, therapists, counselors on the other side that would love to help you. And I want to tell you that as a church, we are here to help you and help one another walk this thing out. And these emotions are just like waves. They'll come crashing, but over time, they will go back out again. It's temporary. I know you can't see that now. I know when we're in darkness, it's hard to understand that. But I want to tell you, God sees you, he loves you, and he's there for you. I want to tell you that mental health challenges are nothing new. They've been around forever. In fact, if we look all throughout scripture, there's characters and heroes of the faith that dealt with mental health challenges. There's people like the writers of the Psalms. There's Elijah. There's Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Jonah. They all dealt with them. And God did not condemn them. God did not come down on them. God was not upset at them. In fact, God met them right where they were at. And he loved them and he ministered to them. And God comforted them in their need. I want to tell you today, if you're going through it, God is not mad at you. God is not in disbelief. God is not shocked. He loves you. In fact, if you're going through it today, it makes you a candidate of his grace, of his mercy, of his love. And he wants to meet you right there where you are. Mental health is real. And it will affect all of us at one point or another. So we need to be aware. In fact, I really believe this, that one of the sources for mental health problems is our thought life. If you want to change the direction of your life, you have to look, what are my thoughts in my mind? What am I constantly thinking about? Because your life will always move in the direction of your strongest thoughts. In fact, I'll say this. If you can change your thinking, you can change your life. If you can change your thinking, you can change your life. If you want to change the trajectory of your life, go back to the root of your thoughts and say, what am I always thinking about? And I think that one of the biggest life-crushing thought problems that all of us have is insecurities. Insecurities. We all deal with insecurities. We all have a lack sometimes of self-respect or self-esteem. We lack confidence in different areas of our life. We don't look at ourselves the way that God says that we are. 
And we deal with insecurities all throughout our life. Insecurities, we have them and we don't even know where they come from. Where, where am I getting these insecurities? Where are they coming from? So many people. Insecurity can be caused by so many different factors from traumas, relationships, environments that we grew up in, whether they were positive or negative. I believe that it leads us to people-pleasing, indecisiveness. It causes us to overthink. In fact, it doesn't allow us to have a vision or a direction for our life when we are insecure. I'm insecure. I don't know if really God loves me. I don't know if he can use me. I don't know who I am. I can't see myself right. I don't think I'm beautiful. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm smart enough. I have all these insecurities and your self-worth is all the way down to the floor. Insecurities. And after a while, they'll have a negative effect on your life and it'll lead to depression, anxiety, and we'll be stressed because of these insecurities. Are, are you dealing with insecurities today? Do you know what they are? What, what are the insecurities in your life that maybe we're trying to cover up with something in our life? It'll cause us to do things that we don't even want to do when we're insecure. The truth is that there's an assault on our identity through insecurities. Really, insecurities will come to disrupt and really come to make bad everything that God says about us. Insecurities, they threaten and they distort the identity of God in us. Who God says that we are. Paul. I love that Paul gives his vital information in this letter that he wrote to a church in Corinth. There's a church in a city called Corinth. He wrote them several letters. In this second letter, he gets to chapter 10 and, and he writes this incredible piece of information. The church of Corinth, they were dealing with these ideologies that were coming up in their city, in their culture, in their context. And these ideologies were telling people who they were, how to think, what to worship, how they should be valued, what they should live for, what things really are, beauty, uh, pride, things that are worth living for. And they were false and they exalted themselves up against God's truth. And Paul's like, hey, I want you to be careful. Don't, don't live the way that this ideologies are telling you to live because they'll get in your mind and they'll become strongholds. They'll become strongholds in your mind. Now the word stronghold is another word for fortress or prison. He says, if you think about it long enough, it'll become a stronghold in your life. And then you'll always be thinking this way. You won't live by God's truth, but you'll live by man's opinions, manipulations, perceptions, whatever they think about you, you'll live to their standards because you allowed it to become a stronghold or a prison in your mind. I would like to suggest to you today that our culture context is also living under these manipulations, persuasions that tell us who we are, what we should live for, how we should worship, what we should worship. And now they come and they test our security and cause us to be insecure because we don't meet up the world's standards. Because we don't look a certain way. We don't dress a certain way. We don't have a certain something. Because we went through something in life that caused trauma. And now we're insecure about who we are. Now we're insecure and we're dealing with all these insecurities. And Paul says they become a stronghold in your life and you can't move forward in your destiny because you're in a prison in your mind. You've lived after all these things that exalt itself against God's truth. And now these, all these insecurities are keeping you trapped. You know the word stronghold? It was also another word used for tombs. In other words, some of us, these prisons have become our tombs. 
And we have died to our destiny. We have died to our calling. Somebody's watching today. You have not moved forward in your calling. You have not moved forward in your destiny. You have not moved forward in all the dreams, goals, and ambitions that God's spirit had for your life because you're caught in a stronghold. You are insecure about who you are. You're insecure about who God says that you are. You're insecure about all that he wants to do in your life. And you've allowed this prison to become a tomb. But today, God wants you to come out of that prison and God wants you to walk in who he says that you are. Come on, somebody say, I'm I'm changing my mind. I'm thinking how God says that I am. Come on, it's time that we look at those insecurities. What are your insecurities? We all deal with them. Every single person deals with insecurities. At some point in our life, we're going to have different insecurities. Look at them and say, what are these things that I'm dealing with? Why do I feel like I'm not worthy? Why do I feel like I don't belong? We all struggle with different areas in our life. We feel less than. We don't feel accepted. We don't feel like... We can't belong. And they become strongholds in our life. Paul says, hey, we have supernatural power, divine power in the Holy Spirit. That word power is dynamite in the Greek. In other words, you can destroy those strongholds in Jesus' name. Come on, Calvary. Somebody give me that Calvary clap. Come on. Today, we're destroying the strongholds in our minds. We're destroying the strongholds that have kept us in prisons, that have kept us in tombs. We're coming out in Jesus' name. I'm no longer going to be a prisoner to my insecurities, to my traumas, to what I've lived through. I can get better today in my mind. Come on. We're talking about mental health awareness. I can't get better in Jesus' name. I want to give you four handles before we wrap it up that I think can be practical and helpful as we deal with these insecurities, our thought life. Our life will always move in the direction of our thoughts. Okay, how am I thinking? How can I change my thinking? It's causing me to be anxious. These insecurities are causing me to get discouraged, depressed. I feel like I'm, I'm just down and walking in darkness because of these insecurities. I don't belong. I don't feel worthy. What can I do? We want to give you four handles that we hope can help you today. And I want you to write them down. Number one, I would say this. Think about what you think about. Think about what you think about. In other words, we can't control the thoughts that come into our mind, but we can't control how we respond to these thoughts. Right? It's, it's not our fault, the thoughts that might come up in our mind, but how are we going to react when those thoughts come? Let's think about it. What matters to our well-being is not which thoughts come in, but how we respond when they come. I realized that if I didn't put the filter in my pool, it was going to continue to get dirty. And I realized there was a root problem. How can we get to the root problem of our insecurity? How come every single time I talk to somebody, I have this insecure thought of not belonging? Where does that come from? Think about what you think about. Why do I always feel like I'm not worthy? Why do I always feel like I don't belong? Is it a childhood trauma? Is it something my parents spoke over my life that now is haunting me and I feel like I don't belong to a group of people? I feel like I can never fit it. Think about what you think about. Why am I having these thoughts, right? I need to respond. I need to learn how to respond skillfully to the patterns that our minds have created. We are creatures of habits. And just like physical habits, we also have mental habits that have been created since our childhood. Why do I always have these repeating thoughts? I'm going to think about what I'm thinking about. One of the most important things is to develop awareness. We need to develop awareness about what's coming into our mind. If we can acknowledge when the negative pattern begins, then we can interrupt and change the pattern in our thought process. Whoa, I, I feel like this is coming because I never felt like I met my parents' standard. So now here I am at 30-something years old, and I feel like I still don't meet a standard. Is that where my insecurity is coming from? 
well, I realized that I was always labeled this. So now I realize that, that every time somebody rejects me, it takes me back to that place. Like, is that where it's coming from? Develop awareness. Think about what you think about. Find the source of your problem. In fact, I would say this, talk to the inner critic. What, talk to that inner critic. Remind yourself of all the reasons that you can be who God has called you to be. Think back and talk back to those thoughts in your mind. Think about what you think about. Number two, I would say this, write and create new thoughts. This is something that therapists always suggest, and I think it's a really good practice. I was talking to a few people that we were talking about mental health, and this is one they suggested as well, right, is to write down these uh, new thoughts that you want to develop. This is a powerful tool. We use it uh, absolutely when we're going through therapy is to write down thoughts that help you increase awareness and insight. It promotes growth. It helps you develop new patterns in your mind. Your mind will go down the patterns that you give it. And so every single day as you write down new thoughts, as you create new thought patterns for your mind, every single time an old thought comes, you say, wait, that's not the way I'm going to think. I wrote down a new thought pattern. I'm going to continue to speak this over and think this way over my life. Thoughts can be overwhelming. They say we can think up to 70,000 thoughts in one day. And most of them are negative. So why don't we grab a journal and say, okay, these are the negative thoughts that are affecting my mind. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't think I can make it. What are the negative thoughts that are always coming in your mind? I don't belong. I don't belong here. And then right next to it, create a second column about what God's word says about those thoughts, right? And start creating new thought patterns. Thought patterns. It says this, externalizing our thoughts, taking them from the inside to the outside, it's not only therapeutic, but it's also enlightening. I love that. I think it's going to help us when we externalize these thoughts. I'm not just going to keep it in, but I'm going to write down and create new thoughts. In fact, one way to externalize it, number three, is this way. Reach out and form community help. We are relational beings. Even if we're quarantined in a home, you can still reach out. That's why I love our connect groups. And you can talk to somebody through Skype. You can talk to somebody through Zoom. You can Google Hangout with somebody, Facebook Live. But create community help. Somebody that you can be accountable to. We need each other. And we need each other's help at some point in our life with our mental health challenges. So many people are struggling, but they're struggling in silence. Can I tell you today, you don't need to continue to struggle in silence. In fact, the enemy and the devil is a liar. He wants you to stay quiet. But today is the day where you speak out and you're saying, these are the challenges. These are the thoughts that are weighing me down. Speak them out because every single time you reveal something, that's when God begins to heal something, right? And God can't heal what we won't reveal. So get into relationship, talk to somebody and say, hey, I need some help. These are the areas in my life. This is what I, why I can't get into a relationship. And these are, these are the reasons why none of my relationships can last because I have this trauma that still haunts me. Hey, this is the reason why I feel like I'm not worthy. Hey, these are the reasons why I feel like I can't walk in God's calling. Talk that out. And as you talk that out, healing's gonna begin to happen in our minds. I really believe that. We are relational human beings. And I think that therapy is also one of the incredible ways that can help us. There's nothing wrong with talking to a therapist. In fact, I think every single person, at one point or another, we should be in therapy. Therapy helps us bounce off ideas and thoughts to somebody that can help us navigate our emotions and our thoughts and speak back to us and help us and guide us through these thoughts. 
Therapy is an incredible tool. We encourage you to talk to a counselor or to a therapist. It'll help you so much. Last but not least, we'll finish with this last tool. View yourself through God's lens. How, how do you see yourself? Are you viewing yourself and seeing yourself the way that God sees you? What, what's the truth that you're basing your life and your thoughts on? What is that truth? Is it your truth or is it God's truth? Is it against the world's patterns, thoughts, perceptions, persuasions, opinions, and standards? Am I falling to all these worldly thoughts and strongholds that are starting to develop in my mind? They exalt themselves against the knowledge of God and I'm falling to the worldly and carnal ways of thinking. And because I don't match those standards, it makes me insecure. Or am I seeing myself through God's lens? What's your self-image? Do you see yourself the way that God sees you? You're loved, you're valuable, you're worthy, you're cared for. He sees you, he loves you. Do you see yourself as a child of God? That he gave everything in the world so that he could have a relationship with you. So you wouldn't have to be a slave to sin, but that you would have life and life forevermore with him. He loves you so much. I'll give you some quick examples of how we can replace some of these thoughts with God's lens. You may say today, hey, no one accepts me. Well, actually, the Bible says in Titus chapter 3, verse 7, Jesus treated us better than we deserve. He made us acceptable to God, and he gave us the hope of eternal life. Today, you may be thinking, well, no one wants me. Well, the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, you have been chosen by God himself. Today, you may, think, you may be thinking, well, I don't think I'm valuable. Well, the Bible says in Luke chapter 12, verse 24, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or put food in barns because God feeds them. And you are far more valuable to him than any of the birds. Today, you may be saying, well, I feel like I don't belong. Well, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 4, you belong to God. Maybe today you're saying, hey, I'm not lovable. Bible says in John chapter 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son so that whosoever believes in him will not die but have everlasting life and today you may be saying well hey I'm a failure I can't do this I can't I'm a failure the Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 37 in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us I'm changing my mind I'm changing my mind. I'm not letting these insecurities weigh me down, take me down to a road of anxiety, depression, discouragement, and darkness. I'm changing my mind. I'm going to see myself the way that God sees me. I'm going to see myself how God sees me because there's a Father in heaven who loves you, who is for you. Today, if you're watching this, and you say, Alex, but I don't have a relationship with God. Maybe you're watching this and you say, Alex, I feel far from God. I want to tell you, he loves you so, so much. He knows you're watching this. In fact, I want everybody to pay attention. You're watching this. You're saying, Alex, I feel far from God. Listen, it's no coincidence that you're watching this. God, he loves you so much that he allowed you to watch this today. So that you would be reminded there's a God in heaven, a father in heaven who loves you. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. I've sinned, you've sinned. We've all done wrong, said wrong. We've offended God. We've all thought wrong. And our sin separates us from God. But the Bible says that God so loves the world. He loved me in spite of my sin. And he loves you in spite of your sin. He loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed my sin, your sin. 
He grabbed all of our sins. And the Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders. Jesus went up on a cross and he died for all of humanity. He died there on that cross for my sin and your sin. The Bible says Jesus died on that cross. Then he went down to a grave. They put him in a grave for three days. And after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. I believe with all my heart, Jesus is alive. He loves you. Jesus is the hope that you've been looking for. You've been looking for it in a relationship, in money, in a career. You've been looking for hope and peace everywhere. Can I tell you, it's only found in Jesus. If you're watching today and you say, Alex, I need a relationship with God. Today, if you're watching, you say, I need to start a relationship with God. We would love to pray for you. Right there where you're at, I'm going to say a simple prayer. And I want you to repeat this prayer with all you've got. Right there, wherever you're at, in your bedroom, in your house, in your living room, at work. I want you to say this prayer out loud. We're talking to God. All of you, listen, all of you who want to start a relationship with God, you say, I'm tired of living this way. I want to start brand new. Say this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven and I'm saved. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, why don't we put our hands together? Come on, for every single person that made a decision today, if you decided to start a relationship with God, we want to celebrate you. We want to come alongside of you. And we want to make sure that you know you got a family here that wants to help you out. In fact, if you made that decision today, listen to me. If you made that decision, if you're saying today, I want to start a relationship with God, we want you to text the word DECIDED to 33222. DECIDED to 33222. Let us know. Or right there in the chat, just tell somebody. we got pastors and leaders in every chat. We would love to get in touch with you. In fact, we want to send you a free Bible. We want to send you a free Bible, free of charge. And this Bible is going to help you understand who God is and all the thoughts, plans that he has for your life. Amen. Hey, the rest of us, come on. Let, let's start this conversation in our connect groups this week. Let's talk about it. I believe that we're going to get better. I believe that we're going to get healed. I believe that we can make progress when it comes to our mental health. A healthy mind, a healthy life. Today, are you struggling? Today, are you saying, hey, that's an area of my life. I have all these insecurities. And yeah, I'm dealing with them. I don't feel like I belong. I'm not worthy. I deal with low self-esteem because I've been giving in to these thoughts of the world. Today, he wants to meet you right where you're at. We're going to pray together. Come on, all of us together. We're talking about insecurities in week one. Today, are you dealing with insecurities? And they, they are running your thought life, and it's caused mental health challenges in your life. Come on, let's pray. I'm going to ask that the Holy Spirit will meet us right here where we're at wherever you're at, that the Holy Spirit will help you, that you would see yourself the way that God sees you. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you for each and every single person that's watching. God, across every home, living room, bedroom, office space, in the car, wherever they're watching. God, you know, some of us are dealing with some challenges in our mind. We've allowed the patterns of this world, the standards, arguments that come against your truth to create strongholds of the mind. But today, we realize that we have weapons that are stronger than worldly weapons. And it's God's truth and it's God's spirit and it, it's God's word. And we pray that those weapons come and they demolish, they break down, they destroy every stronghold, every prison, every tomb that has been created in our mind, in our life, that is holding us back from our calling, from our destiny. In Jesus' name, God.
I pray, Holy Spirit, that you break strongholds right now. People watching right now, I pray that you bring healing to their mind. I pray that those thoughts of self-worth, I pray that those thoughts of self-esteem that have been down, I pray that those thoughts of self-respect, that I'm not worthy, I can't, I don't belong, they are lies from the enemy. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you bring healing right now to our minds, that we know and that we speak God's word, God's truth over our lives, over our future, over our families, over our homes. We are who you say that we are. We are children of God. We are forgiven. We are valued. We are worthy. And no matter what's happened in our past, we leave it in the past. And we move forward in all that you've called us to do. God, I pray for healing. Holy Spirit, I pray that you bless every single home, every single family that's watching today. Thank you for this time together. We love you, God. We need you so, so much. Heal our minds. Help us to see you. And help us to see ourselves the way that you see us. We love you, God. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Church, we love you. We're so glad that you were with us today. We pray that you have an incredible rest of your day. Follow us on Instagram. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. We love you. We're going to pray that we have the best week ever as we learn to have a healthy mind, and that leads to a healthy life. We love you so much. Can't wait to talk about it this week on Connect Groups. We love you. Stay tuned to all we're doing online. Take care. God bless you. Hey, thank you so much for joining us for today's service. I really hope that today you enjoyed the message, that it spoke to your heart, to your soul, and that you received the tools that you need to have a healthy mind. It is our hope and our prayer that this message would help you from today on to be the best you can be and to grab a hold of everything that God has for you. I also want to let you know that if today you made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to send you a Bible. It is a free gift from us to you. And all you need to do is send us a text message to 332 two to two with the word decided and all we're going to do is send you a bible because we want to bless your life in this new journey that you have with jesus and for the rest of us we love you take care and we can't wait to see you next sunday